Good morning, Nadi here, and today I'd like to talk to you about the concept of truth. And in doing so, I want to talk about a very painful episode from my own life. And part of the reason why this episode is so painful is because I don't necessarily seem like the good guy in this uh, situation. But it is an example of um, sort of a breakthrough that I had in my thinking that came from talking with a therapist and uh, truth is an important factor in it. There's some other factors that I can mention as well. Um, so first of all, if I wanna talk about truth, what is truth? And that's a sticky uh, definition to get into because there are honestly times where it's difficult to agree on what the truth is. And uh, I acknowledge that, but what I would like to talk about is the most accurate possible description that we can get of things that happened, what the problem is, what took place. In a sense, can we get to the best of our ability a description of, so to speak, the material conditions on the ground? Um, or as they like to say in police procedurals, just the facts, ma'am. And uh, if you didn't grow up the way that I did, you may be thinking, that's very simple. I don't even understand why you need to talk about this, but let me explain a little more and maybe you'll understand why I do need to talk about this. And as I said, um, I'm going to talk about a very painful episode and I might get a little choked up talking about it, but I think it does illustrate some of the issues here. So growing up in the type of household I did where... Uh, both of my parents have personality disorders. Uh, my mother has borderline personality disorder. My father has what I would describe as sort of a mild case of antisocial personality disorder. And um, we could leave that discussion for another time. But, um, and both of them had substance abuse issues. And in dealing with people, uh, both with personality disorders and with substance abuse issues, the truth of what happened can be very hard to determine. And when you're a child, you often look to your parents to tell you what's the truth, what's really going on here. I think culturally right now, we're in a position where the term gaslighting is way overused. People use it to mean everything from you disagreed with me, so you're gaslighting me, um, <laughs> to describing really actually manipulative and abusive situations. But when I say gaslighting in terms of dealing with people with personality disorders and addictions, uh, I wanna talk about something very, very technical and easy to define here. And the best way to illustrate it is if you're standing right in front of someone and they do something, you can observe them with your own eyes doing that thing. And they immediately say, no, I didn't do it. It never happened. And then everyone else around, you know, there may be four other people in the room. They all agree, yep, that never happened. Um, that, that agreement happens because there's a, you know, go along to get along thing that goes on in an abusive home where you're not gonna rock the boat because you're not gonna be the one who brings down all that rage on you. But that is sort of the prime example of gaslighting you think, well, I'm really sure that I saw this, 
but everybody's telling me I didn't. Am I the crazy one here or are they all crazy? What's going on? So that's classic gaslighting. And because I grew up around so much of that and, and I mean, I don't want to cast dispersions here. Mental illness is a serious issue and people need help with it. And, and people with mental illness are not always directly responsible for their behaviors. But I grew up with people who lied about big things and they lied about little things that didn't matter at all. I mean, anything that I was told, I had to think, is this true? Maybe I should double check that. I have no idea because you can't trust anything because there's no truth being told in that house. So as an adult, truth was a value to me. I didn't want anybody to lie to me about anything because I needed to be able to trust. And of course, people do lie. It's part of human nature and, and it's always going to happen. Uh, so I wanted to have an understanding of what's actually going on. And if you cannot describe a situation accurately, then you cannot determine what the actual problem is. And if you don't know what the problem is, you can't solve the problem. I, I know everyone loves to refer to the movie Idiocracy, but it's like when they keep giving the plants the, uh, it's not called Gatorade in the movie, it's something else, but it's essentially Gatorade. And they keep giving it to the plants and the plants don't grow. It's like, you don't know what the problem is. You can't accurately describe the problem. You keep doing something you think is going to solve it. It doesn't solve the problem because you don't have an understanding of the problem. So that's uh, one reason why being able to accurately describe the material conditions, the, the actuality of what happened is very important. So now they're making me look like a crazy person. And <laughs> so I'm sorry if I get choked up. Um, I had said before, growing up in an abusive home, I uh, had low self-esteem. I sort of accepted abusive behavior as being normal because that's all I had ever known. And I ended up involved in some abusive relationships. And then I got out of those abusive relationships. And so I got to a point where I was in a relationship with a man who was not abusive. I mean, he would, he would never have physically laid a hand on me. And um, we'll just accept that as, as fact when I'm describing this situation. But no relationship is perfect. And there came a time when we got into a really, really terrible fight. And the fight was based on, um, it started with sort of, in essence, his misunderstanding something that I had done and something that had happened. And to be clear here, um, we were living together and we were working together. But now that's something I don't do anymore. I need to keep my work and my home life separate. I prefer to not work with the people that I'm involved with. But at this time, that's what we were doing, living together, working together. And there's a ton of stress on us because things were not financially going that well. Um, so we had to we had to really put in a lot of effort and there were setbacks all along. And so I had done something related to the work he didn't know why I had done it. To me, it was a perfectly rational response when somebody came in and said something and I tried to make the situation right. Uh, but then he came in at the tail end of it and only saw the result and was just 
furious because he thought that I had really messed up. So he misunderstood and he, and he should have given me a chance to explain the situation and he should not have gotten so mad at me and he should not have raised his voice in the way that he did and yelled like he did. So there's things that he needed to work on. Me having come from really bad situations, I did what I, what I had instinctively done for so long when things got bad, which was I just kind of collapsed on the floor and covered my head because whenever I knew that a beating was coming my way, I wanted to protect my head. And that was something I had instinctively done for so long. Um, and so I reacted out of my trauma and, and I was very upset. And w at that point when I shut down, I was no longer talking to him. I was no longer trying to explain myself. So things had no resolution. And the next day I called my therapist and I said, I need to meet with you. It's an emergency. Something really awful has happened. I ran into the therapist and I told her we had this awful fight. I don't feel safe here anymore. I need to get an escape plan. I need to get out. Maybe I need to move again, move to another state. I don't have any money. What am I going to do when I'm, I'm running like a hundred miles an hour here, running, 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 running and describing to her what happened. And she said, okay, now let's just calm down here and let's take it one step at a time. You had a fight over a misunderstanding and, and he yelled and, and was verbally very aggressive about it. So we established that. And, and you shut down, but did he lay a hand on you? I said, no. Okay. Did he threaten to hurt you or harm you in any way? No. And at this point, she said, so you've been with this guy for, you know, three years at this point. Has he ever physically harmed you? No. And at this point, we get into, I always thought that somebody losing their temper was going to automatically lead to the next step, which was physical violence. And, and the therapist called me down and she said, no, we're going to describe what actually happened because people get mad. And he behaved inappropriately. And you need to have a conversation with him about that. Maybe you could bring him in for a session and we can talk about a better way for him to approach it when, when things get bad. But you're not actually in physical danger here. And I said, okay. Okay, it's not just about my perception. It's about what actually happened. And that was just sort of astounding to me and everybody else is probably going, duh, you know, that's the easiest thing in the world to figure out, but it wasn't so easy for me to figure out. And once I figured that out, that fear that I have to get out of here, I have to escape. I could calm down and start thinking about this rationally. And that was sort of amazing. And then, and then she did another thing. She said, can we talk about, trying to understand what he's afraid of because he's reacting inappropriately, but I think he's reacting inappropriately out of fear. And then we could get into, well, our work isn't going so well. We're worried about maybe we'll get evicted. Maybe everything goes under. How are we going to afford our bills? And I could see he's afraid. He's overreacting because he's afraid. And he's, and then I'm able to understand, well, he's not a monster who's going to hurt me because he's mad irrationally. He's afraid. And I can understand that. 
and I could empathize with that. And then, and then we talked about another thing, which was, can you think about how he grew up in a home without a mother, with having only brothers around him, and how they communicated with each other when there was a disagreement, and they just yelled all the time. And I said, you're right. He thinks that's a normal way to act. I am growing up thinking it's normal that I have to protect my head if somebody's mad at me, which is so abnormal. It's not normal to think that you have to like scream and yell all the time just to get your point across. It's also not normal to think that you have to physically protect yourself anytime somebody's upset with you. So we were both reacting irrationally. Now, you can say I'm a little more ir irrational than he was. And I mean, he, he even at the time, he said, you're being so overly dramatic. What's going on? You know? And so we had to reach an understanding where we could, we could see where the other one was coming from. But I, just, I thank her so much for helping me to see things that way. And to bring this back to the current culture and things that I'm seeing around me that are worrying me, I see a lot of people promoting this idea that they have an emotional truth and that that supersedes actual truth. Or the, the whole, your intentions don't matter, but if you hurt someone, you hurt them. And, and I can see that that's true in some cases, but also you will never fix what's going on with you if you can't understand the reality of what happened. I can't stop overreacting if people get angry and, and in fact making the situation worse by overreacting unless I understand what actually happened. So I can define the problem and I can understand what happened and then I can work on making it better. If I don't understand what the problem is, if I can't accurately describe the problem, it never will get better. And right now, I see far too many people who think facts don't matter. The only thing that matters is how I feel. And I just think of how unhealthy I would be right now if that were the choice, the path, the fork in the road that I had taken was to always trust my feelings over anything else that would not have taken me to a good place. The truth is, is that physically protecting my head is something that served me well when I was a kid and I was defenseless. That was, that was a protection mechanism that helped me then. And then it got to a point where I'm an adult and that's no longer helping me. And I had to say, okay, you know, instincts, thank you for protecting me when I needed you. Now I can learn a different way to interact with people and a different way to see things. But you can't even try to think about things from describing the truth of what happened. How do you ever get to that point? How do you ever get better? And it just boggles my mind. I think it's so unhealthy. So that's what I wanted to say for today. This has been a little longer than usual, but thank you for listening. Goodbye.